Hello, everybody. Welcome to the DKQ Lifestyle Podcast with me, Marcus. And I'm going to recommend Marriage at First Sight. Marriage at First Sight. Marriage at First Sight UK. Watch one episode. Don't know what episode it was. It was all right. I did a little reaction to it. If you're not from the UK, you can catch it on the YouTube. If you're not from the UK, no, if you are from the UK, you can watch it on my Facebook, Marcus DQNQ. Don't quit. Never quit. Right. So that's my first recommendation. Some like bits I want to talk about is like Jay-Z refused to give his cousin $4,800. And it says people going in on Jay-Z saying he wouldn't give his cousin $4,800 if he asked for it because it don't work like that. And then it also goes on to say Jay-Z has $2.5 billion. His cousin asked for $4,800 and he said no. To put that into perspective, that would be the equivalent of someone who made fifty grand a year being asked to give a dime. But I've said this many a times. Like when I'm talking to people still to this day, people equate love with money giving. If you're friends, you give money. If you love them, you give money. I don't believe that for one second. For one, it just corrupts everything. And then you give money. And then all of a sudden, you know, this lip, lip them dry. You know, season change. Hey, hey. But anyway, equate giving money with that doesn't make nothing. It murkies, it muddies the water. Do you know what I mean? And you'll know from a long list of people that you've given money to, you probably fell out with or you might hold a little something against them or you haven't paid yourself. You know the ones there? You've been a little fucker yourself. You know the ones there? Because it's just so easy, especially in this country, because we have money for no. Do you know what I mean? Obviously we work, we get money. And then we don't work, we get money. Like I've mentioned this about the benefits, like we're one of the best systems in the world, like you just get money for no. Do you know what I mean? Pop a kid, have more money. Do you know what I mean? Say you got mental health issues, more money. Kids got this from with them, more money. Like, we just get money thrown at us left, right and centre. I'm not have many outgoings like Americans. I swear they have to pay for their... Um, so we can just get like a bank card, like a, a current account. And that's calm, that's it. Just get it. It's free. Americans have to pay monthly for that current account, I believe. Um, so that's why they just get checks and then they just cash their check. But then they start getting text on their money cash the check and then get obviously if we went and cash the check at like cash converters or whatever they're going to take a piece of the pie anyway do you know what I mean so but it's cheaper for them to cash their check at like a place that does it rather than having a current account because they get charged for it they have to pay for their um you know their health healthcare where we don't so just using America as an example obviously there's other countries but yeah so you have it nice you know, what I mean? you, know, like, you know what I mean? So we have money, and we have money to give them. People don't have money for some reason, even though we live in a system where we get given money. But people are saying that they don't have money. Look at rank coming up. But yet, they're going out, they're drinking, they're smoking, like, they're doing other stuff, like, we won't even get into, you know, fuck it, they're sniffing, they're burning ganja, they're doing all kinds of stuff, yeah. Getting nails, hair, you know, the man they were buying expensive clothes and that, like, what's going on? You know, the one's there. So, you have got the money, but you're wasting it. You're wasting your money. Like, it's on you. That's your decision. You're deciding to spend it on these habits that, like, are bad and don't do not for you. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, but no one wants to talk about that. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to talk about how we're wasting money and, like, we have actually got bills to pay and we can have, we've got the money to pay the bills and we've got the money to put food in the fridge but we want more, you know what I mean? But anyway, that's another conversation. Um, 
So yeah, so people don't have money. So we all have money, but then some people don't have money and then we ask for money and want to get borrowed money. And it's like, yo, as a friend, that's what you should do. But no, forget all that. Like I could give you some banging advice. What I will give you, I won't give you that money. I ain't giving you a fiver. I ain't got it. Well, I'll give you some banging advice. I give some banging financial advice. <laughs> I might you stop smoking. You know anyone's there? Equate how much that costs over the month. You're going out. Your little clothes that you're buying to go out. Like, how about you're not that on it? Because the best way to have more money is to save. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I know there's some pockets that are like getting ragged out. Like, just say someone's living in a private rented and stuff. You don't equate for that. Do you know what I mean? Because you're having to like fork out bare cash and, 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 and just all kinds of fuck if you've needed to get that yard. Do you know what I mean? I do understand these pockets where it's... But generally, we're nice. You know, the ones there. So like, it don't, it don't mean because you got money. Like, it works like that because could you have turned to him if he was down? Obviously, this guy's asking for 4,800 quid. So just say Jay-Z wasn't Jay-Z, yeah? And he was down. Could he turn to his cousin and say, yo, bro, he's 4,800 quid? No. You know what I mean? Because it's not about giving the man a fish. It's about teaching the man to fish. You know the ones there? That's what the man needs because you're giving the man a skill or the person a skill. I mean, you're giving that individual a skill that they can use to get their own. That's what's needed. And that's what we don't have. That just interconnects in everything that we always talk about. Like it's providing the skills. And that's why you're here watching this podcast. You know what I mean? Right. Anyway. That's, uh, that's that sorted. We've sorted that right out. <laughs> Rapists, burglars and criminals to be spared jail from next week, which I believe is this week, as prisons reach capacity. So, this is on the Shadeborough. And it says, Defendants who have been found guilty of serious crimes like rape and burglary uh, will wait longer to go to jail starting next week due to overcrowding in UK prisons. Sentencing hearings in Crown Court will be postponed to control prison numbers, which means those on bail either free to be in the community or community or be held in magistrate court cells. The decision comes after it was found that 60% of English jails are officially too full, with available prison spaces increasing from, uh, or decreasing, sorry, from 768 to 651 this week, with available prison spaces decreasing. What? With available prison spaces decreasing from 768 to 651 this week. And that's due to all kinds of reasons. Um, they're giving out longer sentences. So if people are in jail for longer, that means spaces are getting longer to become available. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like a long queue. If someone's been waiting in a queue for six years, if you're queuing up to go to fucking, do you know what I mean? Ice cream man pulls up and there's a queue. And someone's going to be there for like 24 years and someone's going to be there for six years and this and that. It's going to be a long wait. You're waiting like 30 years to just get an ice cream. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so they're giving that longer sentences, which is holding up a space for longer. There's more crimes. So as we're moving into the digital age, more crimes are getting, even phones as well. So that upskirting, like when people could just be like walking with the phone, it's like click under a girl's skirt or whatever. Or romance. Clicking on the skirts, there was no crime. Now it's called upskirting or whatever, and it's part of whatever. I don't even know, but it's you know, it's. Uh, I remember watching something on uh, BBC One about it. I think. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that's a new crime for people to get done for. Um, then obviously advances in technology in terms of like DNA testing. 
So a lot more old people are in prison because they're getting done for what they did when they were younger back in the day. Because DNA evidence has come up. Do you know what I mean? They're able to get DNA from it that says it's this guy. Uh, there was one story, yeah? So check this out, yeah? So this man, they're doing bits and bats on road. Um, they've left 250k in a man's yard. This guy is just a normal working guy. So these guys got networks of people. They've put money in a man's yard. He's just a worker. Feds aren't going to go there. That money's safe. He ain't going to touch it. He's, lo he's loyal, whatever, yeah? Older gentleman. The man they're obviously out there doing their thing. These men are mad. They're doing their thing. He got a phone call one day saying, yo, listen, you need to come and collect that pee. Like, it's peak. You're going to hear some mad stuff about me. Then I like, what? Like, you're just uncle, not actually a family, but, you know, you're just uncle whatever, Edward or whatever. You're just that old man that's just calm and cool and just, you know what I mean? Anyway, it turns out the man must have worked at a fucking train station or something. Something's gone down. He's cheap, like, a, like might, might be like a robbery or something or some mad things happen. He's like, ended up getting embroiled in this thing. So grabbed this guy. The police have come, arrested them both took both their DNA and it turns out the guy that were holding the 250k cash had done a rip back in his in his youth so he got found like you know what I mean so yeah people get found in France so that's uh, more people in the prison system so you know there's, there's they're building more prisons and they built a new prison and what was it called Berwin in um, that's, I guess it's in Berwin <laughs> near Wrexham I believe uh, in North Wales super prison super whatever Two uh, 2,000 people it can hold. Uh, that's one of the biggest prisons in the UK. Um, if not the biggest prison in the UK, because they all hold about 1,000-ish. So that's pretty big. Um, but that's not where it is, is it? And that's the point of the pod. Like, I was a criminal, you know, even I didn't know. I don't know if you've seen that pod. Like, I didn't even know I was a criminal. I'm a drug dealer. You know what I mean? <laughs> didn't even know, basically. Like, um, so yeah. But that's what it's about, and it? it's about not be, having to commit the crime. It's being able to, you know, manage yourself emotionally, financially, and have a better lifestyle, and not be chasing these gal or whatever, or you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses, and because one man's got this car or this chain and this and that, and just trying to do that thing. Because in the end of it all, like when it's all said and done, who's really left? So every fucking every year, there's a hundred eighteen year olds just say, yeah, that are on this, gonna jump on the road thing. Hundred new gang members, yeah. 18, no, call it 15, 15, yeah? That's when I touched, touched road. Um, 15, fast forward, fast forward 15 years, to 30 now, like, who's about? Who's about, yeah? Out of them 100, there'll probably be like 10, maybe 20, I don't even think even 20, that are still doing bitch large, doing bitch, doing bits large, do you know what I mean? Like, they're still maintaining, I guarantee, it's nothing like it was when they was a kid, because when you're a kid, the feds don't know you, so you can just, up and down, left, right and centre, like just going mad. But as you get older, you're getting locked up and this and that and snitching and, d d d d d and all kinds of mad things like you start, your world becomes smaller. So you like all your boys, you have less boys uh, later on because some people might just like wake up and just become a family man. Even though at the time you're thinking, waste man, what are you doing? Um, people's heads are going for all types of reasons, whether it's like they've had a bad relationship with a girl or a couple of girls, do you know what I mean? Like parents might have passed or something hard, heavy, like hit, Something heavy's hit them, 
Uh, it might be drug use. Do you know what I mean? It might just be like the paranoia of the roads, of the beef. It's taking its toll. It's taking its toll on you. Do you know what I mean? Mentally. Do you know what I mean? And then, so like this strong firm that you had at whatever age is just writ off like 10, 15 years later. Should've just got a job, bruv. <laughs> Should've got a job, yeah? Live with your parents. You know what I mean? 15 years. Save average a pound a month. You know what I mean? Like, don't be going out. Like, all right, they're not 15. Let's call it 16, maybe you can get a job, yeah? We'll save a couple hundred pounds a month. If you can save 500 pounds a month, yeah? That's like, what, six grand a year? Um, So you're 16, 10 years. That's 60 bags. You can start investing or whatever. Put it into property, put it into fucking stocks or whatever. Crypto, whatever the fuck's going on these days. Start a little business. Because um, if there's a couple of you, you know what I mean? You just got your heads down. And just saved your money. Like, say you're at home anyway, so you're just probably paying a bit of board and that, like, you're not renting a big five, six hundred pound fucking a month, like, thing. Do you know what I mean? Unless there was a couple of you in there, you know what I mean? You get a property that's decent, you're all can, like, chip in and whatever, and you're all chipping in, because that's what it's all about. Like, it's better to chip in with somebody, even if it's got, like, a good partner. Do you know what I mean? Keep looking out the window, don't know why. No one's going off out there. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> and there we go again. But yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, like, went from the prison thing to the fucking. I rant about the rules, but you know my style. We got in and out, man. We got in and out, in and out. You know my style, shatty. But yeah, so if you just got a job, you can just do something. Do you know what I mean? A few more years. You just have more money in it to do whatever. But like, that's all going to get blasted on like clothes, dates, fucking all kinds of nonsense. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're just going to have no. You're going to have no. You might have got a couple of grand saved or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, you're just going to do the road thing. Have loads of cash and have lo- no cash. Do you know what I mean? Like, and just be, just be chasing your tail. So, yeah, so that's the part of the pod to help with the prison system, get it down. But another reason, another reason, another thing, what's said on the RTM podcast as well, um, is about, you know, it's a business, really. So if everyone was law-abiding and there's no prison, so how many prisons is there? There's about 100 prisoners or something, yeah? Like, in the, you know, men's, females, kids. Um, let's even throw in detention centres. And that's, like, all of the UK from, like, England, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, yeah? Oh, the Channel Island, like them kind of places, or the, the Isles. Um, yeah, so, what, 10,000 people that must work in them? Maybe more? I don't know how many, do you know what I mean? Maybe more, maybe even 20,000, I don't know. That's people, that's 20,000 people less. Um, it's going to affect the economy in a sense. Not not in terms of the economy, but like in terms of like GDP, it'll go down slightly, not, probably not massively, but it would be like quite a few. Just that all them people making 25 grand a year. That's 10,000 people. That's 25 grand, 250 grand. That's 250 million pounds a year. You know what I mean? So like forever, if it's, everyone's good forever, there'll be, um, yeah, so that number will carry on yearly, forever. And obviously as, as inflation comes or whatever, or as they decide to give us more money, it'll be going up. Like, so it'll be more than 250 mil. Alhamdulillah, I believe so anyway. Don't quote me on the numbers, like, you know what I mean? Just get back to me. A bit of quick maths on that. You know what I mean? But yeah. So they have to keep people in place. Because it's not just pr- uh, prison, actually. There'll be way more than that, actually. What am I talking about? Because then it'll be uh, young offenders uh, training or whatever it's called. Why your tea? Youth offenders or whatever. So that's like the kids' probation. Then there's probation. Do you know what I mean? How many people are in that? Um, community service. Judges. Um, all the people, that, other people, like ushers, fucking administrators that work in like the courts as well. So we're talking a lot, a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? I might even knock it all up to a billion a year. Do you know what I mean? And that's coming off the 
total GDP or whatever. I don't really know what I'm saying there, but you get what I'm saying. Like it's just productivity is going to go down. You know what I mean? Like I say, it's business. So that means people gonna, things are going to come off the stock market because people obviously invest in Circo. The Circo, what do you know? Is it GeoAmy and that? Um, there's a couple in that. Sodexo. I think there's one more. Anyway, let's go to this one. Man like Ronaldo might be getting 99 lashes for adultery, you know? Hey! Poor lad. <laughs> R.I.P. to his back. You know, them ones there. So, Shadeborough again. According to Iranian media outlets, footballer Cristiano Ronaldo could be sentenced to 99 lashes for adultery. And this comes after Ronaldo hugged and kissed Iranian painter Fatima Hamimi on the cheek in Iran. I watched the video. It kisses her on the head. She's got a headscarf on. Kisses her on the head. You know what I mean? Um, I kisses her twice. But the exchange exchange took place when the partially paralysed artist presented a portrait of Ronaldo, which was met with a hug and a kiss, as well as a signed T-shirt and a selfie. Iranian law deems the touching of a single woman as as adultery, punishable by 99 lashes. Bombo Clark. R.I.P. to owner's butt. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to move the mic around there. So that's the news. So I've just been realising that I have been drawing conclusions when I've been talking about my prison stories. So basically the shampoo one, so the guy that likes to got jumped up in his head and that and whatever. So this guy stood on the wing, he didn't snitch. It was like a cross from my pad. So if you know how like a Victorian, I'm like on the tools, so like it was across the neck, like across on the other side. So I'd see him, like so I'd stand outside myself, I was a cleaner, innit? So I'm at myself more time. And when they bust their doors for like whatever reason, He's just there, obviously limping a bit. And, he, you know, he's got his tail between his legs. You know, the one's there. Like, because he's just been violent. And everybody knows there was 140 men, I believe, on that wing, yeah? So 139 men, no. <laughs> no, well, go on. Like, what's happened to you? Imagine, like, being absolutely violated like that, yeah? Check this, yeah? So imagine being absolutely violated like that. You've been beat up. You know, so he's got like a black eye and that and like he knows it a bit, whatever. He's got these like mud, like oval shaped things in his head where like I said, they stabbed him in his head and it's all like, you know, it's all uh, congealed, like, you know, uh, scabbed up and that. Um, you know, he's got a little limp and that from whatever else they've done to him, all this stuff, yeah? But imagine someone doing something to you like that and then you're in McDonald's queue, queuing up for your food, yeah? And the guys are just there. Bearing in mind, there'll be other people like, you can hear other whispers of people saying, so bearing in mind, them man is looking like, what? And you just got to like, that's what he's doing. My man's just, you know what I mean, no one's really talking to him at this point because they don't want to be a victim. You know what I mean? I'm on bread. <laughs> I'm working on slavery. I'm giving bread out. Bang. You know, them ones there, like a super soldier. But anyway, I can see this man. I can see the man that rubbed him. Like, I mean, obviously all information. I know everything that's happening on the wing. And... He's just there. Like, you just got to be in the queue. You've got to get his fucking food. We get food served in the service on the wing. Everything's on the wing. Do you know what I mean? They bring the food to the wing. It goes in the service. Things like school. And you're queuing up like school. Going through. Getting your fucking main. Getting your fucking chips or whatever. Getting your fucking your apple and your little daft milk. Do you know what I mean? And then they come out. And then you know, on a man to spoon them some gravy. And I'd throw them two fucking... Two bread. You know what I mean? One's there. And... Um, you can hear other people saying, oh, oh, that's him, that's him there. 
on about the thing that just happened. Do you know what I mean? Got little muppets and that. They're not saying nothing bad. You know, they're just there, just saying, "Oh, look, that's him. That's him there. Oh, fucking hell! Look at it. Look at his head. Do you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, models. Like, and that's what you gotta live with. Cause obviously, it could have got moved, yeah. But he stayed because he didn't snitch. He could say to them, yeah, "Oh, I want to move wink." Yeah, just off the pure embarrassment. Because obviously, you're going to be embarrassed and ashamed of what's happened. Do you know what I mean? You're going to feel vulnerable because that's just happened. You can come and do it again. Do you know what I mean? Bear in mind, it took you things. But you might be obviously have hidden. Do you know what I mean? You never know. So people do go, they keep going and keep going. Do you know what I mean? Because in the end, where it is, they might even just keep taking your stuff because they might have just got this thing where they're just on him. And they're just going to take your stuff. And that's it. They're just going to go in and take your stereo now and this and that and bloody, bloody, blah, you know. It's just, it's vicious in there. You know, the ones there. And, um,. Yeah, so you just got to just uh, get about. Yeah, so like I was saying, he could have said, I want to move. And they'd be like, well, who did it? What happened? And they'd be like, I, you're not moving until you tell us what happened. He ain't telling. Staunch, keeping it super like 100. He's staying. And like I said, he might just victimise him to death. You know what I mean? And Hull as well, yeah. Hull's got like a high... It's a, the prison that I found with the highest... Um, I've only been in seven prisons. Uh, like I said, of the 100 or whatever. And... Uh, that had the worst like self-harm and suicide attempts and suicide threats in any prison that I've been in. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I mean any super bad ones are out, like well, it's just is where it is just the ones that I've been in, that was the one where there was more of that. People just like and not even like active stuff, people that were there were just cut to ribbons, like scarred up to death, like deep scars, like their skin. Like, see how my skin goes so? My skin's just you know what I mean? The instance is like where they've just you know what I mean? It's just the bare misery. Woolly per misery in there. Jail's a miserable miserable place anyway. I'll be honest, open uh, open prisons and private prisons are happier places. But like the Victorian ones. Pure misery I dwell around there. You know what I mean? Anyway. So yeah, so he just like I say he's got to get about and he's got to endure all this, all this like all these feelings, this onslaught of feelings of being embarrassed and being obviously slowly over time people like started chatting to him and that and this and that. So I think he had burn or something, you know. So like uh, you know people that don't have burn go around and check him and this and that. And da, da, da. Or I think he started coming around does a little bit like, oh you got any burn? Like he knew we had burn, and he's like buying burn. Like not, not like showing off. Like I wasn't bothered, but like I think he was trying to show like you know man's still about. Like I've got cash. They might have took this, but the da, da, da. And he like got some burn offers and that, you know what I mean? But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what you've got to live with. Like I said, I just dropped that story up like the end, like it's a movie. Like, no, it carries on after, like the after bit, like the embarrassment. Like say you don't get robbed in a park and then go on chilling that park more with the robbers that you knew robbed you. Do you know what I mean? Because unless you're going to, you're going to avoid it. Or if you're on this thing, you're going to go do something. Or if you're one of them, you're going to ring the police. There's going to be a consequence. You know, consequence. It's in a job where, you know, you're being um, spoken to or set about. Imagine being beat up in, uh, at work. You know what I mean? The worker's just going to finger. Alhamdulillah. The worker's just going to go and tell fucking the manager or the police or whatever. Be a grievance. There'll be a fucking, I don't know, some kind of procedure going on. Do you know what I mean? Like some investigation and bloody, bloody, blah, and all this, that, and the other. Like, like an outcome, like a, like a consequence to their action. Like no, no, no consequence, no consequence except like they just got like more drugs, they got high, got made more money, and got a bit more ripping people. More people were scared and that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's that. 
<laughs> like, it's just, don't go. Don't go. Do you know what I mean? Same with the three people that jumped that London guy. Uh, the guy that I said was the dealer and just took the piss. Took the piss out of the, his customers and then these three guys just banded together and just did him over. Similar thing. They, they did a similar thing. And he was kind of keep, trying to keep it on the reps a little bit because he's on his road thing. This is a London, like probably GM or whatever. But everyone knew they'd been violated. Everyone knew that he'd been penetrated. You know what he was there? Like everyone knew. Like it's gritty. It's grimy. You know what he was there? Um... So he's dealing with that. But it was a bit different for him because he still could go back to the mandem and the mandem put in work. I've mentioned this story before, like where they grabbed one of them and like almost cut his leg off. They cut his leg down to the bone. You know what they ones? It was a big mother. Big mother. The devil was on the wing that day still. Crazy. So he could hold it up a bit because he was more sympathised with because he's one of the mandem. He's like, Muslim brother, this and that. So all the man's going to look like, yo, where them man at? Um... So it was different for him, but still, so he got that like reassurance in a sense. Uh, but still, the man was still chatting about it because it's mad like, yo, my man, yo, if they did that to me, I'd have, you know what I mean? But obviously it just gripped him. I think it just grabbed him in a chokehold and that was it. Oh, it just violated him. Do you know what I mean? Obviously the boss's head as well. So yeah, that's, that's the reality. It carries on. Obviously, it tapers down. It'll be high feelings at first and it'll taper down over time because something else will happen. And the general, like, so someone like him, he'll, the other guy, the first guy was a safe guy who got violated in Hull. Uh, the shampoo one. He, if something happened to someone else, he'd probably want to stick up for them or he'd have like a better word for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yo, nah, forget all that. If someone's laughing and that, if he was in their presence, like, nah, it's fuckery, man. They can't be doing these things then. That's da, 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 da. And he probably, at some point, once he's strong, once he's gathered his little firm, he'll probably do something to them, man. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think he was in there long enough. I don't know what happened with him. You know what I mean? Um, but he probably would eventually get his own back if he spent long enough there and if they stayed there. And even if they got weak, like, because only like three of them. Do you know what I mean? But they knew a few people on the wing. And if one of them went, or both two of them went, or whatever, and only one was left, he probably, boom. Uh, win, lose, or draw, he'd probably go for it. Because that's his get back, innit? But the uh, the three guys that jumped finger, one got torn to bits, and the other, they all got, like, shipped out in the end. Um, and with this guy, the London guy, he's just dread. Like I said, the stuff that got him into trouble, if something else happened to someone else, he'd be all over it. Like, what, oh, my man just got it put in him, you know, that took a spoon out his body, you know, like, oh, this and that, to make sure the air, all the spotlight that's on him gets redirected. You know, the ones there, at the spotlight's coming down, they be like, him, 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 so the spotlight just goes, whoop, you know what I mean? Like, my man's just one of them, do you know what I mean? And yeah, the final thing I need to wrap up is my crisis, but I'm going to talk about that again today. Buckle up. <laughs> One sec. Let me see something. Actually, take a quick break. Come back still. Yo, man, I'm back. So, where we there? My mental crisis. So, the reason I want to bring it up again, yeah? Because I'm sure we know how I feel in terms of psychiatry versus counselling. And how counselling wants to talk and open things up, open up a dialogue and get you to spill what I'm going um, like internally for you. But to get you to be able to say it, because a lot of times you know yourself, like if you get asked a certain question or whatever, or um, 
if you're questioned on certain things, you will be like, I don't know, I don't know. And it's important that you are to know, that you are to learn yourself. And that's where the healing is. Whereas a psychiatrist will just give you some pills. No, that's the that's that's it. But don't get me wrong. I know that some people like, there's probably like a low, medium, and high, and believe, I believe the high or the medium highs may need that. But I don't know where I fell in that scale. But I wasn't right. But like I said, I realized that like I had these like mind traps, what they call a mind trap, and I had these thinking patterns which weren't conducive to mental health, to be mentally healthy. Not have mental health, like how it means like you're not well in yourself mentally. Like by having good mental health. And that's it, just through the talking therapy. And it's not unique to me. I'm a walking, I believe that I'm a walking um, success story. Do you know what I mean? Like I did it and, you know, I've come out, I'm not a criminal no more. Pro-social, moving forward, helping others, blah, 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 blah. And before, I was just a guy that just, you know, just aggressive. I'd rather just beat you up. Or beat somebody up or smash something up. Just be aggressive. Do you know what I mean? I'm violent. All right, where is it? Where is it? Where are you? There you are. So, of course, yeah, we like, they're focused on the mind. We're counseling to be more focused on the feelings. The mind as well. Like what the thoughts are around it. But it's the feeling that drives you forward. Like, I don't want to go into like, oh, like chemicals getting released and this and that and all this nonsense. Like, it's not nonsense, but it's for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, I could present like I did in therapy and they presented these like certain um, domains to me and this is what how you are in that domain and how you are in that domain so poor emotional management and then they use something from my life well they use something from my criminal past so like um, all my criminal convictions which I've got like two that end result in prison so like you know, I've got the the stabbings I've got the um, you know um, beating somebody up I've got possession of a knife um Possession of CS gas, the clusters of firearm. Um, what else? Possession, class B, drug. Just driving, driving, driving. Do you know what I mean? So throughout that shows um, risk-taking lifestyle. So that's that bit there. All of that shows that, like, it was all against the law. It shows antisocial, like, behaviour. Just for the fact, simple fact that I've committed the law because it's not, Pro-social, it's anti-social, do you know what I mean? Because to be socially normal would be to be abide by the law. Um, poor emotional management would be use of knife. Poor decision-making would be use of knife, fighting, and uh, possession of knife. Poor coping, you could put down to the, the weed, the uh, class B possession. Um, I'm fuming that day, I just bought a fresh 10-pound drawer. Big fat thing. Big fat thing, yeah? Proper dry, fluffy. I got sucked roof, you know what I mean? Took my car, took my ganja. And I did the age old thing of, can't have that back. <laughs> Take the car, bruv. Man, need the ganja. That man's fuming, so man's gonna go spend another, you know what I mean? I've got to walk back up to the, you know what I mean? Mad. But that was the way of thinking, do you know what I mean? Like, forget everything else. So, yeah. Whereas if I presented the same guy, the same me, because I could go down the GP route in prison as well. And, so, you know, I feel like this, I feel like that. Da, 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 da. They would have just blanketly dis, like, um, diagnosed me with depression, anxiety. Um, and it's not to say these things aren't true. But it's like, what is it behind it? And they'd be like, right, and that's just it. So it's literally like, depressed anxiety, right, okay, take these. And that's kind of it. Like, that's like your car 
spluttering, kicking out bare fucking thingy. And they're like, right, your car's, um, your car's, uh, and it's just gives a blanket, blanket thing, like your car's fucked. You can say that about any car, whether it's missing a tyre, missing a windscreen, or, or missing an engine, like your car's fucked. Take this plaster. Put this plaster. T-cut it. T-cut them scratches out. You know what I mean? But it's got no engine. Or that one's got like, no tyres, or that one's got no clutch. Like there's no real reasoning behind it. But then they stick you to counselling anyway. Do you know what I mean? And then nobody likes counselling because it doesn't do the immediate fixes that people want because we're all too heat. Like we, we, we don't know about like building up. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like if you go to the gym, you don't go to the gym once or twice and get the physique that you want. If you're quite large, you don't become slim straight away. It's over time. But you've got to work on it. Do you know what I mean? You don't just do the work in the gym. You do the work at home, which will be eating. Either eating cleaner, eating better, eating more or eating less. That's the homework. So it's just like the therapy. So as much as we did therapy in the um, um, in the spaces where there was like super, like clinical guidance or where there was, um, what did they call it, facilitators, someone facilitating it, like a um, prison, prison officer, we did most of it on the wing with each other. Do you know what I mean? Like challenging each other. Um, just questioning something that they said early in one of the spaces. They'd be like, oh, no when you were saying that, well, what happened was I got this, this, that from that and that's how I got this, this, that. And they're like, oh, okay. And they'd be like, oh, well, I thought it was more... And I thought, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's a... Do you know what I mean? You're learning. You're having a back and forth. You're having a conversation. So you're learning within the moment. Do you know what I mean? So you're just doing more talking like you were doing up there. So, yeah, so just as they... Like, I just don't like psychiatry. Do you get it? Like, forget it. So I was thinking, right, okay, I'm having a mental crisis here. And I thought, I've had it twice. I've had it twice now. <clears throat> so what was it? Because it's two different things. So the first one was around my parole. Not knowing if I'm going to get out. Thinking, fuck this, I've got too much to give. I've got too much to like, this prison life is a waste man thing. Like, them man there that was in there, they don't give a fuck. Even the old me, they didn't give a fuck. The guy that went to prison on my last sentence. Because this guy that, me now, that came out of prison, I'm not the guy that went in. You know, the ones there. Me going, the guy that went into that, on this prison sentence, yeah. I didn't give a fuck. I'm still a prisoner. Yeah, I bomb my clap me in my love. Yeah, they are still. <laughs> we demand them still done. They're not even my man them, but I mean, we link up and we, and we exchange. I mean, you get me done, like, forget it. Uh, a man's just doing the same conversations, the same shit, same thinking patterns that I've been doing on road. That thinking pattern's gone. I'm pro-social. Just being here, just being in prison now is killing me because I don't agree with anything they're saying. I don't want to link up with most of them because they want to do some badness or some madness, you know what I mean? And I don't care for it. It's got no longevity in it. It's just the, it's the equivalent of just smashing your face into the floor when I'm shooting for the stars here. You know what ones there? They're getting there in somewhat quicker fashion, mainly financially because they're doing this and doing that. But long term, they've got no good friendships. They're paranoid to death. They feel like shit. They've got to blast drugs to not feel like that. And I'm just there just sailing through. So as much as they're like powering off, just rowing off in this like mad race, I'm just catching up on a leisurely thing. So they're just over there, gone clear at first. But we'll see. Not just, and it's not just me. Like I'm just saying, I'm this and I'm that. That's anybody that's on a pro social thing. You know, look at Bezos and that. Like, they ain't selling drugs. You know what I mean? That's just an example. I always go extreme. I always go extreme. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. So it's all about peace of mind. Peace of mind and peace, inner peace. You know what I mean? Not feeling fucked up. So I looked at the feelings. Also, the second crisis, actually, was around work. Working a bit of home life, yeah? Converged. Two worlds collided that day. And I'm like, whoa. I can't deal with this. Like, I need to... Do you know what I mean? So I was looking at what was going on for me there. So both times I felt misunderstood. Um... The misunderstood the first time was me not communicating myself correctly in the parole. Because up for like four years, four and a half years, I felt confident I was going to get my parole because of how I behaved. Because of how I was um, from the TC onwards, I was confident that I'm getting my parole. I sat my parole and when I walked out, as soon as I walked out, I thought, because they give nothing away. Normally when I start spieling off, you know how I spiel. If you uh, if you watch a few times, you see me a spiel around there. <laughs> People are like, yo, fuck you, no, you used to do this. Like, oh, you like that? No, Jack. Like, whoa, I get like, near enough, a blanket uh, response. I'm seeing this in the probation now. It's the first time ever I've spoke to someone and they're like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in the moment, I kind of picking up on it, but not really. So when I walked out, I thought, oh, but they don't know me. They don't know that what I'm doing is real, that, how I'm going to progress and what I'm going to do when I get out. They have no clue. But on paper, I'm a madman. Like, I just look like a crazy guy that just goes around, like, brooking down people and doing X, Y, and Z, and there's nothing to... Oh, but man, I got some fucking mad stuff in my security as well. Like, there's phones, phones, drugs, phones. Like, it's like, what? Like, I was like, but not like when they were saying it. <laughs> I was doing it years before. They said I'm doing it at the end. It's like, eh. But anyway, um, what else? Um, so that was that and then not feeling misunderstood feeling misunderstood this time was due to just some like home stuff do you know what I mean I've been trying to communicate something for years and it's not being received do you know what I mean and it was just just come to a head that day so once again that just leads into the not being heard and not listened to so like feeling that feeling not being heard and feeling not being listened to so being misunderstood it's more like a, a, a thought so that leaves me feeling how does that leave me feeling when I feel misunderstood I feel this. I feel sad. I feel sad. Do you know what I mean? I feel sad that I'm not being listened to. I feel neglected, abandoned. Do you know what I mean? So even if the person's there, if they're not listening to me, I just feel like there's no connection. Do you know what I mean? I'm being rejected here. Not being listened to and heard, same thing, just feel sad. Do you know what I mean? So this is where the depression, where I would get diagnosed with depression, because what, what I would be communicating would be something of someone that's depressed. Do you know what I mean? Um... Felt like I'm put second, like I'm not, but what I'm saying is not being brought forward. That I'm like a side thought, like, oh, well, we're going to deal with it. And then you're the second. Like, that was more on the uh, second one, that, due to the family stuff. And it just left me feeling lonely. And obviously, if you're lonely, you're feeling sad. Do you know what I mean? The emotion is sad. I felt trapped. When you feel trapped, what is trapped then? What would you say to feel? I'm just saying what I feel, how I feel with these things, yeah? So trapped to me feels like, it feels hopeless like, and helpless. Once again, even if I was communicating that to a doctor, he would be prescribing me, uh, diagnosing me with depression. So these are the feelings. Lonely. Um, or trapped, sorry, I'm on trapped, aren't I? Yes, I felt that both times. I felt lonely both times, sorry. There was dread. Um, it was dread more the second time Like I dreaded going to work Hated it 
you know what I mean? To go in there, dread setting, just it's just the lunacy there. It's just I put dread down for the first one as well, but I can't. I think I just did that. Just on a reaction, everything, trying to make them link up. But why would I feel dread there? Because I didn't. I don't think I did. Um. So I can see how when these things. So there was like a, a couple of things that linked up there. So like misunderstood, trapped, lonely, not listened to. That cocktail creates a... It creates a fucking... It creates a mental crisis for me. These things together, because I've been feeling misunderstood for a while. The second time, not heard. Um for a while the second time. Felt like I've been put second the second time for a while. So it's funny how I've been feeling lonely for a while the second time and dread for a while the second time, but trapped. I didn't really feel that trapped. It had come in occasionally and I had been kind of like having like these mini like, oh, but da, 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 you know what I mean? Like having this kind of, but trapped came in that the day of the crisis that was the final feeling that came in that time that with me feeling trapped and that's what kind of just sparked it like boom and then that's where the way out that's when I realised that the way out like, just flashed across my mind like suicide like because I already know what I'm going to do but forget all that yeah and that's when that become an option like I said to get out it's an escape in it suicide you know the ones there um I don't have these thoughts all the time, just them two times. So that's what made me think about it. Why? I remember what to break it down to like a ham. ham. Yo, yo, we're coming like a Jamaica on this. <laughs> but yeah, feeling trapped. So, but what it is with the first time, it was quite acute because it's set on. Because you're supposed to get your, um, you're supposed to get your answer. They call it an answer. So you sit your parole, yeah? on um, like a Tuesday and they've got like 14 days from there so it'll be like not the next Wednesday it'll be like the Wednesday after so it's it's the next the next day is 14 days so it would have started the next day so I shouldn't have got it like I should have got it within two Wednesdays I've gone over that you know what I mean like I think I should sat my thing on a Tuesday actually as well yeah I think that makes sense because I actually got it on the Monday or the Tuesday it was 20 days because I was working at differently because when they worked it out back it was like no da, da, da. so it would have been 19 days in their eyes but it was 20 days in my eyes because 21 day would have been the Tuesday again and I don't have my thing planned I had to wait yo it's mad anyway I'm not going to go into that right now yeah Um. so I think initially when I first walked out I thought oh like they might have misunderstood me just making me feel mis making me feel misunderstood not heard and listened to because as I'm getting closer to like my date and then my neighbour, he had his, literally my next door neighbour's cell, yeah? He sat his parole the same day. He being in like 15, 20 years, him. He was a lifer. And he sat his after me, straight after he was outside waiting. As soon as I walked outside, the, and he came out, he was like happy. He's like, yo, man, I got this and this and that, da, 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 da. And he went on his home leave. And he came back on like the Thursday after. No, no, he came back, yeah, the Thursday after. So he came back like just over a week. 
but they'd known within like three or four days or something that he weren't getting it. So he's come back on the Thursday thinking he's going to come back to an answer because he didn't get like contact because they waited till he came back, then told him so he can't run off because this, anyway. And um, when he didn't get his, I thought, oh my gosh, what the fuck, man? Do you know what I mean? Like, this guy, he's making himself out to be some super fucking, super prisoner. But obviously I understand why now. Do you know what I mean? Why he didn't get it? But he's out now. Big up him. My man's married and that now looks happy and that. Um, he's only my age as well, I think. Like, well, yeah, not think he is my age, like around my age, like maybe a couple of years older, a couple of years younger or whatever. But he, he, he's been alive. He got lots when he was a kid. But yeah. So it made me think even worse, like, fuck, you know. And then like another week's gone by. So now we're under two weeks mark. So anyway, so as that's going on, I'm starting to feel lonely now because I can't really talk to none about these things. I am, but I am talking to one or two people about it, but I don't want to, because everyone's like, oh, you ain't going to get it, man. Yo, trust me, boom, have you heard you? Have you heard you? Every day, have you heard you? Have you heard you? I'm thinking, oh my gosh. No. And then I think I started... So yeah, I think Traps would have been the capstone on this one as well. Because when it's coming up to like two weeks now, because I'm waiting till the the Sunday to get out and that's when my plan's going to come to action. On a homely for five days, boom. Um, and the, the deadline was Wednesday. Um... But anyway, and I found out on a Monday. I think it was actually on my birthday or the day before my birthday or something. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I think it might have been actually, you know. But anyway, um, I'll go into that one a little bit more actually next time. But I think trapped was like the last few weeks. Cause it's like, because the trapped thing was literally a physical thing in this sense. So being trapped with uh, like the, the uh, family stuff and the um, the job was like, yeah, it's a physical building, but it's like the, the confines of work, which is like, you know, you're contracted to go and this and that, you know, I could have just left and not gone, but obviously then won't get paid properly and this and that and da 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 And I did like most of the job, just not bits of it, do you know what I mean? And the whole corporate, like the whole organisation I'm fine with, do you know what I mean? So I didn't want to like burn bridges and do all these fucking, but you know, to get out with your mental health, it's like, what do you do? Do you just like cut or... So, but anyway, I was able to find a nice um, pathway to go down. And with, so yeah, so it stuck with that bit. And then with the family thing, it was like a mental thing. So both of them are mental, really. There wasn't like a physical confine. Whereas in prison, I'm actually, I'm trapped. That they kept me for however long, you know, three months, four months. Because that guy who got knocked back, I think he had to wait like three or four months. I think he prolonged a little bit more. Because why it was fucked for us, because the, the main guy that was on our parole board was retiring and I think that's why my thing was late. I don't, don't know if one of them, one of them was ill um, or whatever. But anyway, yeah. Um, and I think that's what fucked it up because I think he might have had to come out of retirement to do that, guys. Because then people have to sit it. It can't be like new people, I think. Something like that it was all mad anyway. Like, and I didn't want to get caught up in all that shit. Three, four months, six months thing. Because getting knocked back on your parole is a head fucker. You like you've never known. Do you know what I mean? Like, I never knew. I met bare like people like IPPs and that that have been knocked back on their parole countless times, and they're trying to explain to you like you don't get it, bro. You don't get it. Like no, you don't. You literally don't. Because I used to think what? No, I'm on a parole sentence. But yeah, I'm in the parole sentence, which I've done a sentence before. So it's just like just doing a sentence. 
and then the getting a parole is just like going for like a job interview to get out kind of thing. But if they say no and you think you're getting out, it's almost like one of them ones where you think Christmas is coming and it's not. Or it's Christmas Day and you've got no presents. Like it's just a mad. It's like, what? I'm going to be here again. Like, because you've like wrapped up in your mind that you're going to like come down. It's like, no, back on the fucking ride. Like, eh? like mental. So I think maybe that's it. So then it got me thinking about like, obviously I've working mental crisis. So it got me thinking about these other people and all these conversations that I've had in one-to-ones and stuff. Like they feel trapped. They feel lonely. They feel this, but it's the feeling and it's how to overcome these feelings. So my first put of call was, I just had to just like sit to that family like, listen, we're, we're kind of done. We're done here. I can't work with you no more. Do you know what I mean? So I just removed that. That day, I ripped my, like handed my notice in and that job. Boom, so mentally, I've like pushed the two things that are making me feel trapped away. And I know what a walk does for me going for a walk here. Yeah. I walk, when I go on my walks, yeah, these mindful walks, I'm speedy Gonzalez. I'm walking fast. Do you know what I mean? I'm going fast, yeah. So it's burning a bit of energy. I jog, but I'm just too big. Do you know what I mean? I'm too big and I'm too untrained and I don't want to pull nothing. Do you know what I mean? Or snap something. Because I'm just that big. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I would have gone for a jog, but let's go for a fast walk. And I just thought about things like, what's next? What's next? How does my life look now that I've removed this person? It's pretty significant in my life. And how, and now that like, I've um, left this job, which means that I'm financially less, like financially better off. Uh, sorry, financially worse off. Um, it wasn't my only job. It was just the second job um, that was overpowering the first job. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, so went for a walk and just thought about things like what's next? How am I going to live going forward? So obviously I worked out my finances and I worked out what I'm going to do with, with my life, how it's going to look. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I just kept walking, but I was feeling a bit tired. Uh, made a few arrangements and whatnot and everything was fine. Everything worked out, uh, which I know everyone doesn't have what I've got. I ain't got the most, but I do have some resources and I know some people got nothing to run their own. Do you know what I mean? So I'd have to think differently then. Because um, if we could go down that route in terms of like me embodying, me like going like down the empathy path, empath, you know what I mean? We might even do like a section on that, an empath thing, what I would do. Um, and being realistic and not far-fetched, do you know what I mean? Like literally my circumstance now, if I was in this person's shoes, what I would do. Um, so we could do that, empath, the empath. For my initials, M, it sounds mad, but anyway, what else? What were the other feelings? Oh, lonely. It's got round. It's got round somebody. It's got round somebody, and just being in their presence was enough. It felt nice, and um, I'm just talking, and they're just listening. So it was like very healing, just being around somebody and just talking, and then just listening, and they're just saying like, mm, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, it wasn't like it was just nice, nice, and that just helps me out massively, and. Um, over the next few days, it's felt like way better, way better. Um, I've got like a bit of a wider support group as well. Uh, speak to them on the phone. Um, and it's giving sound advice, not mad advice. They don't want to take me out so I can get mashed up or they don't want to say, come around with a bum one or all these ones and them ones. Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to do that. Do you know what I mean? But there was one thing, so I did, I did some driving as well after that, actually. So I did my walk. 
and I went driving. That's one of those, I think we're getting some food as well, actually. Yeah. And it was like, hold on. Yeah, so I just thought, okay. Well, it went through my mind. I thought, right, drink, go for a drink. But I thought, right, okay, let's look at what goes for a drink. So this is consequential thinking in action here, yeah? And then making a decision, whether it's poor decision-making or good decision-making. I thought, right, drink, go for a drink, yeah? Ring somebody up, link them up, go for a drink. Possibly drink too much. You know, got cash, they'll want a night thing here, probably haven't seen them for a time. Drink, drink, drink. But then what? Might see someone I don't like or they don't like me. I don't, I don't not like nobody. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's just they won't like me and I'm not no Muppet. So just don't. Just don't come to me chatting X, Y and Z because I don't want to chat. Do you know what I mean? It's an action thing if it's not good chat. If it's not a productive conversation and I'm feeling threatened, I'm going to fucking bite. You know what I mean? And I literally will bite. I'm mental. <laughs> um, but yeah, big up everybody. I've got no problems with nobody. But I'm just worried they've got problems with me and they might make a wrong move and I'm just, I'm making mad moves now. Do you know what I mean? So I thought, right, okay, that's going to be even more likely and I'm going to take things even more wrong if I'm drunk. Do you know what I mean? There's no way that I'm going to do it, do, be, do you know what I mean? Try to ex uh, de-escalate the conflict or anything or not be confrontational. There's just not a chance because I just don't work like that, like when I'm drunk. So I thought, all right then, and then fighting, maybe arrested, maybe not. If I get away with it, then I'll be worried. Do you know what I mean? That like work's going to find out or I might get arrested and it's going to affect work and this and that. Then what? Then just say I do get arrested or I do go to prison or whatever, depending on the, mad on the madness. Like just say I don't go to prison. If I go to prison, I've lost a job. If I don't go to prison, what if I lose the job? Then it's like, look for another job. How easy I'm going to get a job that I'm doing that I love. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to be that easy. I'll get one eventually, but I'm just going to have to do something that I don't like at all. But I'll just left something I don't like. So that's just making it even harder for myself. Do you know what I mean? So it's like drinks out the way. All right, then cool. Bonus spliff. Now I know that I'm going to bonus spliff and I'm going to like it. And that's that. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to bonus spliff and I'm going to like it. Yeah. Depending on who I'm smoking with. Do you know what I mean? Conversation and this and that and da da da. But it's just going to lock me in. Even the drinking is going to lock me in a cycle of like, being hurt, alhamdulillah, being hurt, drinking to get through it, probably like going on about it, like complaining about it, like mourning, and just going around again. Like we're sober, don't like being sober, like hurt, drink, complain, or even smoke and complain, just a different one, do you know what I mean? Because they've probably got their own shit that they have processed, because I need to process this shit. You know, the ones there. And that drinking, smoking thing ain't gonna help me at all. So I thought, right, that's not out the window. I mean, that's out the window. But I'm driving, remember, yeah? And I thought, look at this. I could easily just cause like a mad thing to make a man get road rage and jump out on me, for me to jump out on him and take out this frustration. You know what I mean? And it's not gonna be a good look for either of us. Do you know what I mean? Because once again, it's just going to go down. Let's just skip all the drink bit. We'll just fill all that with like me fighting with this guy. And uh, once again, just to get away with it. Worry about losing my job. It's going to find out. If it's going to come. Da, 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 da. But like these worries now. So I've just done something that's brought more feelings. So rather than just dealing with the four or five feelings, I've created, I've also, now I've put 
the second time I said you weren't dreading there. Now I've put dread in there. Now I've put worry in there. Now I've put anxiety in there. Now I've got fear of loss, fear of losing out, fear of losing my job. Worried about fucking um, being financially unstable. Do you know what I mean? Now I'm like eating into my savings. Now I'm gonna get like now I'm worried about like I'm gonna have to get a job that I don't like. Do you know what I mean? Just any job that's available. Do you know what I mean? Quickest one. Do you know what I mean? Criminal convictions aren't gonna be too easy. You know the ones there, like possibly not get a good reference because I, I left in such a such a way. Do you know what I mean? Like I would have let them down. You know the ones there. So I thought, look at this. I thought, just look at these thoughts. Like just the first initial thing. Like I don't think about drinking. I don't think about smoking. I don't think about beating people up much. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I don't think about it. I thought, look at this. And I thought this is just a just an age old thing. Something like this happens, and then we start to descend here. And then when we descend to this bit, this is where mad decisions start happening. Anyway, I just got my food and went home anyway. But I thought, look at this, like to have these thinking skills, do you know what I mean? To have this willpower, to have this like emotional management, to just run to just understand that these are just feelings. The feeling will pass. Do you know what I mean? Some feelings will pass like tonight and some will pass in a few days, few weeks, few months, whatever. Like I feel alright, you know what I mean? It's been a few weeks. And um, but it's just understanding that and just putting those things in place to be able to, oh, well having these things in place anyway, it's habitual for me now to think like this and to not do a mad thing, do you know what I mean? Like to understand what the consequences are, to have like, because I've got a vision of where I want to be and who I want to be, that's always there. Even though it changed, it's changed a bit, the vision's still there, the goal's still there, do you know what I mean? The, the plans are still heading in that direction, do you know what I mean? So I've still got purpose, like I haven't lost everything, like I could see it as I've lost everything kind of thing and then that's when bad decisions come about from there, like this poor decision making, making poor choices, like it's all would have been on me, I can't blame, oh, it's because of their job and it's because of this family member and blah, 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 blah. But no, because as you've seen now, a couple of weeks later, I'm here. If we went back to that day, and I chose to drink, to smoke, do you know what I mean? Like, to start a fight. I won't be sat here now talking about it. Or if I did, I'd be probably telling you some fucking about some bail. <laughs> I'll be telling you about bail or something or something mad or I might not even do these no more because I'm just too worried. You know what I mean? I've got other things on my mind. So yeah, so I just thought I'd just bring up, bring up that, you know what I mean, buddy? So yeah, it's um So like I said, so just being just so just going to the counselling, working through my stuff, processing my stuff, um, being able to find different coping strategies. That was just coping that. That was me coping differently. So how I coped with that was I got rid of the job, got rid of the person, um went for a walk, had to think about things, re like rejigged a few things immediately that needed to be rejigged, finances and stuff and how I'm gonna uh, proceed forward. Um could have drank, could have this, could have that, because that would have been to cope with the pain and whatever, and just the upset and whatever. Didn't do any of that, because I thought the consequences. What could I do instead? Just get some food and go chill out, watch some YouTube. And that was fine. But these are habitual now, so that constant gave me those skills. Whereas if I was just on pills, it would be like... Like... Would they... Because it's done, it's done doing nothing, you know what I mean? Fuck all that shit. Right. Let's have a look to you, buddy. Uh, what we're looking at. So we're gonna shine a light. We're gonna shine a light on catastrophizing. 
yeah so catastrophe wait 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 hold on dear buddy so catastrophizing means that a person fixates on the worst possible outcome and treats it as like treats it as likely even when it is not therapy medications can help people reduce or reduce or stop catastrophizing it is a type of a cognitive distortion so are you someone that like fixates on the worst possible outcome and treats it like it's happened or gonna happen like you're a mind reader like you know what i mean so i could have catastrophized during my um, no, I probably was catastrophizing <laughs> on the first one still. I'm not even going to lie because I'm just human, innit? So, do you know what I mean? It's just understanding these things and making it mine. Because really, truly, it, it was mine as well, the first one, yeah? The first uh, mental crisis because I flick. I was flicking between going to do it, not going to do it. Like, everything's worth, like everything's bad, things are all right. But I spent more time in the bad bit than in the everything's all right. So I thought to myself, oh, well, all I'll do. Because what is I'll get in the way of murdering there as well? So like I had a job, but I weren't going. I kept keep my car, going to college, this and that. Like I, they should have helped tell me get me in my car, but because I was alright with them, they were like, do you know what I mean? Like they was alright with me. It just ended up being I like, kind of skirted around, but I shouldn't have had my car. Do you know what I mean? But I wanted to get away with that lifestyle for much longer because I was hating that job as well actually. And uh, yeah, but I did think to myself like, oh well, you'll just go to work. You'll get on another college course, and that's how it will be. It'll be fine. But then on the other side, I'd be like, no, I don't want to be in this jail. Do you know what I mean, I don't want to be in jail no more. I don't want no more of these conversations, like, like about nonsense anymore. If it's not productive to, or or conducive to like a, um, a productive life, like I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about old runnings and stuff and. You know, just crime in general. I don't want to chat about it like that. Like, I, what I'm gonna do? I don't mind analyzing it. Like, yo, do you know what I mean, what can we do? And then looking at like a solution or whatever. I don't mind doing that. But no one wants to do that. Do you know what I mean? Because they're in it. They're still criminals. Do you know what I mean? And some of them aren't even really like that. They just was doing it in there because well, now I see them now and they're just like fucking working men. They probably stood in a little bit bits and bits on the on the covers. But what they were talking about before it was like, I don't even know. So it's all weird. I need to get away from it. Because when you're listening to something that you don't want to listen to, that impacts your mental health as well. You know what I mean? But anyway, don't catastrophize. Like, weigh up. You know what I mean? Look at it from a good perspective. What good can come from it? What bad can come from it? Do you know what I mean? You've got to keep that balance. You know, the ones there. But anyway, it's been lovely having you. Thanks. Marcus, the Q&Q Lifestyle Podcast. Mm-hmm.